0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Hoff. My, oh my, did you watch any of that debate last night in Las Vegas, Nevada, or Nevada, if President Trump is listening this morning? I, <laughs> I, oh my goodness, it is a thing of beauty. This was, uh, in my estimation rivals the sort of no, hang in there with me. The sort of good television in a different way <clears throat> than uh but it rivals the sort of good television you get from a a Trump uh campaign speech where he's out at a rally or whatever. This this is uh, uh, Democrat Party in Crisis Day number 18. And I have so many thoughts and so many things to share about this today. I don't even know really almost where to begin. Yet we do, and we'll get to that as the program comes together here. Thanks for listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk radio. I am your host, Todd Huff. You can email me your thoughts, questions, opinions, adoration, and praise at uh, todd at toddhuffshow.com or you can join us on facebook which is we're having a little trouble here with this camera this morning oz is working on it facebook.com slash tot show that should be up here hopefully in the next couple of minutes if oz uh, doesn't throw this across the room so okay (laughs) so let me just give you my initial takeaways from this first of all this was a thing of beauty. Donald Trump has to be absolutely thrilled with what he saw last night. Donald Trump has to be completely um just beyond excited. Keep in mind as the Democrats are out having these debates fighting about you know whether or not uh A certain amount of money is too much money, whether or not Bloomberg should release uh, women from non-disclosure agreements. They're fighting about all sorts of things in each other's policies. I mean, they are duking it out. They are in the midst of a mud fight here. As all that's going on, Donald Trump is taking laps, metaphorically and literally, candidly, at the Daytona 500. So this is absolutely perfect as we hit day number 18 of the democrat party in crisis by the way i think facebook is now up and running thank you Oz, for taking care of that so initial (laughs) my initial i guess observations of what we saw what we saw last night uh there's six candidates on stage elizabeth warren bernie sanders amy klobuchar joe biden michael bloomberg and pete boot edge edge um Elizabeth Warren, if I had to tell you my thoughts on you know how she comes across, I would say unequivocally I wouldn't even use the word angry. I would use the word um I, I mean she's she's frenzied almost. She is she she's hoarse by the end of this thing. She's up there yelling so much at pretty much Bloomberg, but also Bernie, a little bit at Pete. Um and she's she's crazy. Angry, crazy. Um, completely, just rage. Rage is what I would say comes out of uh, what I see exuded from Elizabeth Warren whenever she's uh, she was speaking last night, uh, and uh, she had some good good things that we'll, we'll play some of those. Not not that they really make sense, but for the sake of driving this party headfirst into the ground, nose dive, um, she had some good statements to make as far as that is uh, concerned Bernie Sanders is divisive he has a little bit of that anger too but nowhere near nowhere near what we see coming from Elizabeth Warren and he's just nuts I mean Bernie Sanders there's never been a problem there's never been a problem that the federal government cannot fix there's never been an amount of money that's too much for the federal government. You just take it from a millionaire or a billionaire. That's what you do. That's what Bernie said. I don't know if the guy's not familiar with basic math, if he's run out of fingers and toes. I don't know, but um, it's it's divisive. It's, it's his way or, or no way. He has some anger, even a decent amount of, of anger, but up there next to Elizabeth Warren on the stage, um, it comes across much more docile (laughs) than what we see coming from elizabeth warren amy klobuchar amy klobuchar yes she's still in the race um she she seems uh boy i hesitate to say this but again in comparison to what we see up there one of the if there's something rational that someone stumbles into, into up there Uh, on that stage Amy Klobuchar might say something occasionally by accident but as far as her performance on this on the debate stage she comes across incredibly unnatural and uncomfortable I think Um, she has some really silly one-liners but then again all these one-liners we hear coming from the debate stage are are silly so maybe that's not necessarily fair to Amy Klobuchar but just not uh, look just doesn't have the the gravitas or the just the the power and presence that some of these other folks have maybe for the wrong reasons sanders up there basically pounding the podium as an angry socialist elizabeth warren uh just completely losing her mind and screaming at people to the point where she's hoarse by the end of this thing actually she was hoarse before the end of this thing she was hoarse near the beginning of this thing so she must have been screaming in her practice rounds and her consultants advisors told her you know we need more of that up there we need more of you screaming on stage and so she comes out basically hoarse um biden i i found myself a couple times during this debate wondering if biden was even on the stage at one point i remember him he was raising his hand like hey do you you see me up here you know flashing that Biden's smile it's like I don't know what to say, but I'm just going to smile as picturesque uh, as I possibly can here, maybe I'll get some attention, some votes from from having a nice smile so Biden, I wondered where he was half the time um, Bloomberg, oh my goodness, bloomberg this guy did not do himself any favors last night this. Look, I, I will say there's some some things. Again, bear with me in understanding what I'm I'm saying in in comparison to everything else that's being said on that stage. Bloomberg actually says some things that are semi reasonable, but he comes across. No, please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying he should be electable. I'm not saying he's not he's not dangerous because of the ideas that he holds. The amount of belief in in liberalism, government. Uh, solution solves all problems uh that people that your wealth belongs to somebody else um that your labor the fruits of your labor should be handed out against your will to someone else who's uh who they determine is worthy of it i'm not saying that those ideas those ideas are clearly bad i am saying that they are bad i'm not saying that his ideas are good i'm not saying uh, that he should be uh you know seriously considered by anybody Uh, to be president of course he will be we already see that in the polling and so forth but he does stumble into some things um, that occasionally have some semblance of truth and some basis in reality which i can't really say for bernie sanders i can't really say for elizabeth warren the others uh, are 90 plus percent talking craziness but they occasionally might stumble into something that makes somewhat of some sense until they try to clarify it and it makes it makes less sense but bloomberg comes across incredibly self-righteous incredibly arrogant and dare i add incredibly boring oh my goodness the amount of the amount of boos and noises that came from the crowd last night at the peanut gallery as bloomberg was explaining himself i mean it's unlike anything i remember hearing uh in recent times now you'll hear these moments in the debate but it was almost every every moment bloomberg defended his money which i think is reasonable and rational by the way that's one of the things just to give you an example of of what i'm talking about i'm not talking about any of his policies i'm talking about hey a guy saying i earned this money um I say congratulations. That's uh, encouraging to hear coming from a debate stage, he, from a Democrat debate stage. He didn't apologize for the money, but of course those in the crowd don't want anything to hear about it. They, they want nothing to do with that. Bloomberg is the poster child of the problem if you're the radical left. So there's boos and sighs and surprises and all sorts of things. Of course he says things that also make, make no sense, so I don't. I'm not letting him off the hook or saying – anything overly positive about him i thought his performance was atrocious to be quite candid and then we have pete Buttigieg, who out of all the people um said the most reasonable things throughout the debate but this guy look he's of the school of thought the strategy of i think a barack obama where you're more of a closet liberal you you know, he's trying to appeal to that center. Buttigieg has identified the lane that he can win, <clears throat> the lane that he needs to occupy to win the nomination is the lane of, of moderate establishment Democrat. And so um, he actually questions Sanders on how much something costs, which no one else seems to care about up there on the stage, maybe Biden occasionally, as he intersperses that sort of commentary and questions between corn pop stories and gaffes, <clears throat> but Buttigieg we shouldn't be fooled by. Buttigieg is an Obama-type liberal where he will say th- certain things, give the appearance of one type of belief, but later in the debate, Buttigieg says basically our policies, were all pulling in the same direction. So he admitted to pulling in the same direction as the socialists on stage, which I think is a huge... A uh, huge thing to point out and to remember: should Buttigieg actually uh, defy the odds here and become the nominee? But it's clear last night, after watching this, who people think the two biggest threats are, and it's of course who we see at the top of the polls, or who's <clears throat> who seems to be uh, making the biggest splash right now, who has the most energy in the uh, in the uh, when i think about bernie sanders he's the one that has the most energy in the case of bernie sanders and then of course we've got michael bloomberg who's pouring hundreds of millions of dollars into ad campaigns he's shooting up in the polls he's passing everyone who's not named bernie sanders and those two were attacked last night and it was a thing of beauty and i've got so many sound clips there's no way on earth we're going to get to all these today but I am going to share these, and I'm going to share these with a smile because it was – today is day number 18 of a Democrat party in crisis. And this was good TV but bad for the Democrats. This was a bloodbath. This was – I saw the – new uh, somebody, New York Times maybe referred to this as scorched earth. <laughs> That's right. They They didn't just want to defeat their opponents. They were prepared to defeat them with tactics that – literally destroyed any opportunity to salvage anything from some of these uh, relationships or the people that they've offended within their party and there is so much to choose from and it started right off the bat i mean we're two three minutes into this thing and they are going after primarily bloomberg but also also sanders warren was really going after everybody I think I heard her go after everybody. Ex- I think, maybe, I don't even know if she got, went after Joe. She didn't probably realize Joe Biden was up there on stage. She might have at some point. But I know she went after Sanders. I know she went after Boot I know she went after Bloomberg hard. And Klobuchar. Klobuchar is trying to say, look, Elizabeth and I are the women up on stage. And Elizabeth Warren says, forget that. I'm going after you. And so I best debate i've seen not on substance just on uh, this was like molotov cocktails being thrown back and forth hand grenades being thrown back and forth this was a fist fight a you know sling slinging mud doesn't even come close to describing what we saw last night entertaining <laughs> but not good for the democrats bloomberg i mean was metaphorically beaten to a pulp last night this is fantastic stuff to watch. And again, Trump's out there taking laps at the Daytona 500, taking you know flybys past the Daytona International Speedway, and they're out here beating the tar out of each other on the debate stage just days before the Iowa, excuse me, Nevada or Nevada caucus. So lots of sound bites, lots of thoughts to share about this. We'll talk about this today. <laughs> oh, it was good stuff. If you missed it, I. I You'll rarely hear me do this. In fact, you'll you'll normally hear me say, I watched this um, on your behalf to share, share with you what we saw. You don't have to put yourself through this. But this is one that I recommend that you watch if you can because it is, I mean, nonstop entertainment. I laughed at this. I just had some of the best times that I've had in a while watching something like this. And we'll talk about that as the program comes together. But I've got to take a time out. Sit tight. You're listening to the Home of Conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. talking about this democrat (laughs) sorry i I tell you if you haven't seen this you have got to watch this even if you i'm telling you if you just watch the first i mean 15 minutes it they don't there's no delay in this they go right to it they get i mean i think by the clock i think i saw five minutes in this next bite that i'm gonna play for you I think this was already happening, and you have to have a couple of minutes for Lester Holt to tell the uh, the stage full of liberal lunatics to, um, you know, he told them to directly engage with one another. I mean, mission accomplished there, Lester, because this—that's what this was. I mean, this—we're getting close now to Biden's dream of having, you know. uh, a, a cage match up there, or a push up contest. I mean, it, it was intense enough to where I could have seen Joe Biden said, "Let's let's rep him out." Bernie was was uh, talking about his health, right? Bernie also mentioned something about Bloomberg's health. I was waiting for Biden to say, "Let's let's want the two of you get a I don't know mile time. Let's see who's who's got a better mile time here. Who can rep out more pull ups on the pull up bar." I'll get a dip bar in here, and we can see who can rep out the most there. I mean, that's we're getting close to that at this point. So this soundbite: Elizabeth Warren literally came in, as I said, angry. She's—I think she's always angry, but I mean, furiously angry, enraged. And we get 90 seconds, two, three minutes into this thing, and she's laying into Bloomberg guy. This, so this is how this thing started last night. This is what. This is what Elizabeth Warren had to say. Oh my goodness, there's so much here.
2: You're going to enjoy this if you miss this. For another four years, and we can't stand that. So, So I'd like to talk
1: about who we're running against a billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk. Look, I'll support whoever the Democratic nominee is. but. Understand this. Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. This country has worked for the rich for a long time and left everyone else in the dirt. It is time to have a president who will be on the side of working families and be willing to get out there and fight for them. That is why I am in this race and that is how I will beat Donald Trump.
0: There you go. We're, I'm not kidding, we're a couple of minutes into this thing, and i it should also be pointed out that Elizabeth Warren is standing directly beside michael bloomberg and From the comparison of their heights here to trump's point, I don't believe Bloomberg was standing on a box last night or a step stool. He might have had lifts in his shoes i don't I don't know take it easy, I'm just playing here, but this is how this thing started off. She says. I want to make you know. I want to talk about who we're running against. We're running against a billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse faced lesbians. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg, and he's just standing there, staring off into the distance without much facial expression. That's something else I would say about Bloomberg. That that's something else I would say about the rest of those folks on stage last night. That. Donald Trump in the 2016 election cycle changed how people behave on the debate stage. Usually, you stood there very stoically. You might have had a tiny bit of response, maybe a facial expression, but it's not very – it was very measured. That's back in the days of – before Trump. Trump gets on stage, his mouth, his chin falls down, his – he – you know puts a funny look on his face like what's this person talking about that's not what i said as he's loading up his his one-liner or the nickname he has created for you or whatever the case may be so now last night we saw some of that we didn't see it from bloomberg we saw it from in fact we saw it as elizabeth warren was attacking everyone's health plans on the stage that which i thought was fantastic um amy klobuchar had some facial expressions Pete Buttigieg was almost shocked <laughs> and had a little bit of disbelief on his face as he was listening to Elizabeth Warren go crazy uh, on his particular plan Bernie Sanders had a look of incredulence as well um <laughs> as she went and and attacked their plans but anyway so this is how this thing started she goes after Bloomberg I mean she doesn't st- stick her toe in the water I mean, she comes out, both guns a-blazing, swinging haymakers left and right, looking for the early knockout here on Bloomberg, and he stands there and just kind of takes it. Uh, and it did not let up. I'm telling you, it did not let up. There might have been moments where it wasn't this intense. But this thing, you know, when you watch these things, if you do, if you're like me and if you um, you know, are a glutton for punishment, you might, you might watch these things. But I'll say this. Normally, there's a wall, there's a part in it where you're you're thinking, okay, this is enough of this i'm yeah I'm, I'm getting bored here listening to this nonsense, and you get a little tired of listening to the socialist drivel and all the utopian promises and all the things that they're gonna do to save people from themselves or to punish wealthy people to pay for their pro- you know someone else's problems. I didn't feel like that last night. in fact, I was pausing this thing a lot, jotting down notes. Grabbing these sound bites, and we've got a lot of sound bites to get to, and I'm gonna get to those here as the program comes together, so I'm gonna take a time out here when we get back. I've got lots more sound bites from this debate last night, which was absolutely fantastic in my mind. This was the debate of the century in my mind, not not based upon content of ideas or differences in candidates, just from a pure entertainment factor. And from the uh, perspective that they ripped each other to proverbial shreds last night, I mean, people have black eye. They we're miss, people are missing teeth metaphorically. They're you know having to be ushered into some sort of prompt med emergency care. They're on crutches. I mean, they 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 beat the tar out of each other last night. So there's some more sound bites that I have to. Uh, To kind of illustrate that As we get together I thoroughly enjoyed this This was great stuff Uh, But we'll play some of those When we get back You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk I, I am your host Todd Huff Back in just a minute Welcome back so last night it was clear which two candidates were in the – well, who people think are winning this uh, primary, the leaders, and that is Michael Bloomberg and Bernie Sanders. And I thought about this yesterday, although Buttigieg actually beat me to the punch on saying it. Um, he's, he – and I love this. He said that the people that are um, – Basically, leading the party, leading the chance of winning the primary vote, aren't even Democrats, and that is true. Bernie, I love this, I, I really do. The only time Bernie Sanders is a Democrat is when he wants to run for president. Bernie Sanders is, um, well, he's affiliated with the Vermont Progressive movement, but he's a, a an independent, an independent, nineteen seventy eight through present until he's running for president. He was Democratic from 2015 to 2016 and Democratic from 2019 until present. <laughs> Convenient. Convenient for him to come in and, and to do that. I, I don't know why a Democrat would, would go along with this. That could probably uh, also adds to some of the uh, angst or problems with, with Sanders. But Bloomberg, if you look at his political... Record. He was a Democrat before two thousand one. Before two thousand one, and then he decided to become a Republican. Became mayor of New York City, January two thousand two. He was a Republican until two thousand and seven, when he became a Democrat again. I guess, um, or no, independent. He was an independent for a while, then became a Democrat when he started thinking about running for president and these two folks are leading the democrat party not even identifying as democrats for huge chunks of their political existence. So, but I want to play some of these sound bites and we got a short segment here, but I want to play um this sound bite from Bloomberg. This is Bloomberg's response. Bloomberg's trying to reposition this. Bloomberg is basically saying, look, <clears throat> I've been his his mindset is I've been hit with a lot of allegations sexual allegations tax this medical records that stop and frisk i mean it's been a disastrous start to his campaign there's no doubt about this no doubt about this i mean it's been so disastrous that you hear people on the left uh like say van jones actually talk about this after i don't know one of the last debates or maybe i don't know if there's an after debate or one of the Primaries or caucuses or whatever. Uh, he said that right now no one on that stage is proving that they can beat Trump. We've got Chris Hayes of MSNBC going into a five, six-minute monologue trying to calm down the people in the Democrat Party, the radical fringe base that watches MSNBC, trying to talk them off the proverbial ledge here as they look at their prospects for 2020, and they see they've got a train wreck. Again, day number 18 of the Democrat Party in crisis with the Iowa caucus, the Nevada caucus, they're not, you know that's a that, that's a question mark. Can they learn how to count votes there? They got these debates. They couldn't impeach Trump. I mean, it has been a complete, complete disaster. So Bloomberg is saying he's trying to reframe this. He's trying to reframe the debate here because he's taking it not just on the chin. He's taking it to the nose, to the eye to the midsection this guy's getting beat to a pulp and so this is how he tries to reframe uh the the campaign so that it's not a billionaire who's calling women uh f- fat broads or whatever else elizabeth warren said but here's his response
2: We have two questions to face tonight one is who can beat donald trump and number two who can do the job if they get into the white house And I would argue that I am the candidate that can do exactly both of those things. I'm a New Yorker. I know how to take on an arrogant con man like Donald Trump that comes from New York. I'm a mayor, or was a mayor. I know how to run a complicated city, the biggest, most diverse city in this country. I'm a manager. I knew what to do after 9-11 and brought the city back stronger than ever. And I'm a philanthropist who didn't inherit his money but made his money. And I'm spending that money to get rid of Donald Trump, the worst president we have ever had. And if I can get that done, it will be a great contribution to America and to my kids. Vice President, I, w-
0: I wanted to play that last part especially because he thinks it's a good thing for America and for his kids. Now, look, I understand in, in a normal world – um, you ought to be able to say that, but I think in light of what we see the Biden, you know, Joe Biden doing, in light of what we see Nancy Pelosi doing, I mean, other other children of politicians who have benefited greatly from their parents uh, and their careers as politicians, their positions in our government, this has a whole new meaning. Is is this is this a wink and a nod to his kids that I'm going to set you up and be? uh to be on some board of some Ukrainian gas or oil company is that what this is about you may you have to wonder in today's today's world what the democrats mean from this maybe he's taking a, a playbook out of uh, a page out of Joe Biden's playbook there and going to set his his uh, children or someone in his family up to reap the rewards but this is what bloomberg's trying to say look i'm the one that can beat trump i'm the one that can beat trump i'm not the one to be demonized here Although responses throughout the the debate last night led people to truly want to demonize uh, Michael Bloomberg and I'm going to play when we get back I want to play <clears throat> I want to play a uh, couple of sound bites as they pertain to his tax returns um I just I, it, it's a fantastic thing to hear, thing to hear these things said on a Democrat debate stage. The the condescension, the arrogance, the self righteousness, the total aloofness of Mayor Bloomberg was on stage last night and there were five other candidates ready to point it out and beat him to a proverbial point. Metaphorically, take it easy if you're a if you're a you know, wimpy little leftist out there listening. This is radio safe space. Take it easy. Anyway, gotta take a timeout Play these sound bites when we return. You're listening to conservative, not better talk. I, I am your host, Todd Huff. Day number 18, Democrat Party in Crisis. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Just watching. Some of these debate highlights between uh, between commercial breaks just saw the part. If you didn't see this, um, Klobuchar had trouble naming the Mexican president, and she, of course, was uh, has been attacked for this. And so, Buttigieg and her are discussing this, and he said, "You should know the president of Mexico. I wouldn't liken this to trivia. You're on the committee that oversees <laughs> that oversees you know trade and." so forth with mexico and she says are you calling me dumb of course now you're stuck with this you know does does pete boot edge edge want uh the uh want to deal with the realities that he's called one of the female candidates dumb um i was just oz and i were talking here behind the scenes i'm imagining if klobuchar asked trump that in a debate if she happens of course the chances of her winning the nomination are practically zero but if she wins and she asked trump are you calling me dumb um oz and i had a few thoughts about that some facial expressions some shrugging of the shoulders and you know hey you said it not me sort of thing or he might just come out and say yeah you took the word <laughs> you took the word right out of my mouth um and that might start a whole new nickname and who knows but anyway this was again just an example of of the many many things that we could talk about here this morning About this debate. I want to move to Bloomberg's taxes here quickly. Bloomberg's tax returns, which of course is a big deal for leftists. Taxes need to be shared. They need to be, they're basically the property of the American people. You file a tax return, anybody in their mind of the leftist should be able to waltz into some government office and say, Yes, I'm here to see the tax returns for President Donald Trump uh, from years 1988 to 2015. I'd like to see those. Uh, both in their hard form copy and if I could get digital copies, that would be great. Any supporting documents would also be helpful to me as I'm going to comb through this to see if we can find any evidence of Trump-Russian collusion in these documents. Um, I'd like to have that if possible by noon today. And of course, you should be able to get those in the minds of the leftists. So Bloomberg up here just (laughs) defending... um, Having not released his tax returns yet, although he's going to do it in weeks, he tells us. Don't hold your breath on this, but that's what he tells us is going to happen. So I want you to listen to this exchange. This is exactly all the wrong things to say to a radical leftist crowd as it pertains to your taxes.
2: On this the transparency issue, very briefly on transparency, Mayor
1: Bloomberg, your campaign has said that you would eventually release your tax records when it
2: comes to transparency, but people are already voting now. Why should Democratic voters have to wait? It just takes us a long time. Unfortunately or fortunately, I I make a lot of money and we do business all around the world and we are preparing it. It The the number of pages will probably be thousands of pages. I can't go to TurboTax, but I put out my tax return every year for 12 years in City Hall. We will put out this one. It tells everybody everything they need to know about every investments that I make and where the money goes. the biggest item is all the money I give away, and we list that every single donation I make, and you can get that from our, from our foundation anytime you want. Okay, yeah, I'm just looking.
0: So there you go. He says, oh, my gosh. I mean, this is exactly what not to say to the rabid leftist crowd. Hey, I make a lot of money. I make a lot of money, right? But you got Bernie standing up there. Bernie has made people who make a lot of money the target. Right. We had some conversation about the the Bernie bros, people who who go after viciously people who really if you're not a socialist, the Bernie bro will basically tell you I'm gonna punch you in the face. I'm gonna take you out. I'm justified for doing so. You're the scum of the earth. That's the way the Bernie bro approaches this and Bernie has to try to defend some of those those followers, which we'll talk about next segment but or next next hour. But he's Bloomberg's saying, Hey, this taxes take time thousands of pages pages i i just can't go to turbo tax like all you other little losers out here in the audience that's basically what he's saying here you know my taxes are sophisticated i make a lot of money reminds me of patrick ewing back in the nba contract negotiation days Uh no, was it latrell spreewell it might have been spreewell one of those two I said we make a lot of money but we spend a lot of money i mean you know so anyway <laughs> bloomberg is is saying exactly the wrong things. You got the the Bernie crowd that is going to one day when you know assuming Bernie doesn't get this or they steal it from from Bernie in 2020 they're going to have to decide if they're going to support someone like Bloomberg who would right now maybe be the next best uh pick or most most likely I shouldn't say best my goodness that's not I don't even know what to say about best next best pick or best pick or anything good remotely close to good but that's the choice. That they're going to have, and there's going to be these sound bites of Michael Bloomberg saying, "I make a lot of money. My taxes are complicated, thousands of pages." The idiot voters out there wouldn't have the slightest idea how to interpret it. I make a lot of <laughs> I make a lot of money. Oh my gosh, I love it. I got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Now, I was going to give this debate. I was deciding if I was going to give it an A or an A-plus, but I forgot all about the A-plus-plus. A little head nod there to Michael Scott, Michael G. Scott. And, uh, but this thing was fantastic to me. Day number 18, Democrat Party in crisis. This is tremendous. Again, as they're out there fighting about non-disclosure agreements, tax returns, medical records— who's the person that cares most about people um elizabeth warren just i mean literally setting that stage ablaze last night (laughs) i mean metaphorical but i mean it did a lot of damage and they all did a lot of damage to each other i don't mean to say it was just it was just her but my oh my trump's out there taking laps around the daytona 500 uh speedway buzzing the the tower so to speak in air force one and this was a political bloodbath last night i thoroughly enjoyed this i have more to say about it more sound bites to play in the next hour if you can't listen now you can simply go to todd dot com slash total access to get access to our number two live we'll talk about it there sdg see you in a minute